0: Speak the charm of may charm of may charm may may charm There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten when wizards will rule the world This is the Arnamancy podcast featuring Reverend Eric Join me on an exploration of the practice philosophy and history of the occult esotericism, and the paranormal. Welcome, listener, to season two of the podcast. As I record this, my home state of Oregon is on fire and covered in smoke. Something like a million acres have burned already, which is more than twice of the total acreage of any year over the past ten years. It's gross. It's... Threatened a lot of lives and communities. It's destroyed homes. I returned home to Portland just a few days ago from a a week-long camping trip that ended up being cut short because of the wildfires to find Portland shrouded in smoke. Hazy, thick smoke. It's everywhere. You can't even see the sun. I've never encountered smoke like this, at least not smoke like this that I've had to live in. And you can probably hear it in my voice. I don't even know that I'll be able to finish this episode, my season two opener. (sighs) Uh, I will try very hard to uh, give my voice lots of breaks and not cough into the microphone. 2020 has been a really rough year for everybody. It's been difficult for the entire friggin' planet. We've had the coronavirus pandemic, which has been causing all sorts of upset, including uh, a lot of like social isolation, economic uh, problems everywhere, joblessness, uh, lost homes, lost jobs, failing businesses, economic struggles. In the United States, we've also had this huge uh, surge of uh, social unrest due to systemic racial injustice, which is ongoing and is flaring up in different parts of the country in different ways and doesn't seem to be improving at all yet. We also have in, in the United States a, a national election coming up that's being marked by really bitter feuding partisanship, which is disgusting to watch, both um, as an American as, and as somebody who tries really hard to not identify with a political party. It's, uh, it's, it's a rough political process to watch and it's um, stressful, very stressful. Uh, and then out here on the West Coast where I live, where this podcast and this pro- the Arnomancy Project is based, we're having the worst fire season ever. And on top of this horrible fire season, like the real problem that Portland is facing right now is the fact that, you know, we can barely breathe. The, uh, there's this gross representation of um, Portland's political situation in the national media where we're being constantly portrayed as a, a city under attack by anarchist forces or something of that nature. Um, I, I do want to clear the air, (laughs) ha I, am not going to be able to clear the air of smoke, but hopefully I can clear the air of a little bit of that misinformation. The protests in Portland are taking place in a very small portion of downtown. Sometimes they clear, they reach out into other neighborhoods, but they're, they're peaceful protests most of the time, and the violence comes from the friggin' opposition when the cops show up to, like, try to beat people up. It's not, it's, it's being poorly misportrayed, so... Beware of what you see in the national media about the protests in Portland, Uh, but please pay attention to what you're seeing in the national media about our wildfires and the smoke because it sucks. I can feel my voice starting to give out already, which is cool because I think I'm about to um, move to another section so I can pause and uh, cut the pause out and you won't notice. This new second season of the podcast will not be exactly like the first one. There's going to be a lot of similarities to format most of the time. I'm hoping to have more solo shows. Those are always really tough for me to do, though, so I'm not sure how that'll go. Um, And I'm hoping to have some themes that we sort of stick through throughout the year um, where I'm going to try to find guests who can hit on very specific things. But I also want to talk about how weird it is to be doing a podcast about so many um, historical topics that are impacting our present lives, uh, and, and I'm talking about, you know, like the occult stuff. We, we talk to a lot of practitioners who are pulling ancient practices into the present day and sort of doing new things with them. So there's a sense of, there's a sense in this topic of very current topical stuff, but against the backdrop of this year, it has felt weirdly impossible to discuss things In a timely manner, so many of my guests um, are recording. I guess, I guess all of my guests are recording as the events of this year unfold. So a lot of times you'll hear us talk about like what's going on at that particular moment, and it. And given the pace at which the new crises keep popping up, it's impossible to stay current. So this might see make some of our conversations sound like we're a month in the past, where they're like, "Oh, all they're doing is whining about the pandemic." They haven't said anything about the racial injustice stuff yet. Um, You know, so I honestly don't know what's happening next. I feel like we have... I don't think that the year is over. I think that there's going to be more crap coming up and it's going to be different crap and maybe unpredictably different. But I do want you to keep in mind that this podcast doesn't really try to be topical, but we do try to be human. So you will hear us frequently referring to... Events that were current when we recorded, but uh, w- there's no way, you know, I just I don't have the ability to record. i don't I don't have the sort of podcast that records and releases quickly enough to be topical and um, up to date when things are changing so quickly. So I can't be I can't promise that every new episode will be discussing the latest horrible stuff that has happened in the world, but we probably will discuss. The horrible stuff that happened in the world between two weeks and a month ago, if that makes any difference to you. So I just want you to be aware of that. You know, these are still going to be your fellow practitioners and historians and philosophers and scholars who will be expressing their concerns and their reactions, but they won't, you know, we are experts on things that are not current events. But sometimes in this podcast, we've uh, stretched outside of that and tried to look at things like the future. Um, Andrew Watt and I, uh, early on in 2020, spent a few episodes sort of discussing this. We, uh, we sort of flirted around the idea of, um, you know, future collapse. Um, we looked at different predicted uh, ways that the future was going to collapse, uh, none of which have happened yet, thankfully, but, you know. The future certainly tried to collapse in other directions. And then we did a two part uh, forecasting episode where we used tarot and astrology to try to predict how 2020 was going to go. This was a fun project. I don't know that I took it very seriously, but it was still January and the shit hadn't hit the fan yet. And it was really interesting over the next few months as stuff started to go south. Some friends of mine started listening to those podcasts over again and saying things like, oh shit, you guys predicted that stuff would get even worse in this month and worse in this month. And um, I was thinking about this. Uh, I I talked to Andrew a lot. And so uh, frequently I think he mentioned recently, and I think somebody else did too. They mentioned that they were going to go back and listen to those forecasting episodes again. And when the wildfires hit, when I, when Oregon just started burning and, everything started getting so like physically, tangibly, raspily horrible, I thought to myself, maybe I should go listen to those forecasting episodes again because I know that people who have listened to them have had stronger reactions to some of the stuff that was in them than I did. So I did, and I want to talk a little bit about them because I think we got some stuff right, and I think that we might have predicted some stuff for the next few months that we should probably watch out for. So, um, this was, I'm just going to be looking at, uh, part two of the forecast episode. Uh, there'll be a link to that in the show notes, or you can go back in your podcast thingamajig and find it. It was in January. I do not remember what number the episode was, but it's, uh, called forecasting 2020 part two with Andrew Watt. So these forecasts are based on lunar return charts, um, I believe, something of that nature. Andrew describes them much better than I can. He's a very skilled astrologer, and I am not. <laughs> so uh, so here's some of the stuff we talked about. So in the month of July, uh, we described it as sort of a boring cocktail party with a poisonous atmosphere. Uh, interestingly enough, um, July still showed a lot of people in lockdown, uh, which is sort of the same thing as a boring cocktail party, because, you know, you might have a Zoom video chat party with your friends, but it's not going to be the same. And the poisonous atmosphere definitely describes a pandemic. We dis- uh, Andrew was very pessimistic about the month of July, but I was trying really hard to lighten the mood, which seemed to sort of be an ongoing thing, even as the cards got worse and wor- worse and worse. So August, which is wh- where I started to be really curious about stuff, um, I drew the Ten of Swords, which is a card about uh, betrayal, deception, but also uh, uh, ideas becoming more real and more physical, Um, ideas running into the process of making them real. Andrew's uh, astrological forecast talked about women in the community being in trouble, um, toxic institutional relationships. Uh, And overall, we decided that uh, August was going to be a pretty nasty month where you should probably be focusing on your family. August was a rough month. I don't know that it was necessarily the roughest of the pandemic months, but... Uh, I believe that was the month where we did have some toxic institutional relationships. I believe that's the month when the federal government tried to invade Portland. Like it it got pretty gnarly and bad there. September, the month that we're currently in, uh, I was really interested in seeing if we had predicted anything about the fires. Uh, I saw some people on um, Twitter, astro Twitter, you know, which is all the astrologers on Twitter, uh, talking about um, Mars going retrograde or Mars, you know, Mars is hanging out in its... In its domicile right now, which makes it really powerful and potent. But something about Mars um, stationing retrograde having uh, some sort of correspondence with the fires starting, which sucks and should have been something that we could have seen ahead of time. But we didn't really talk about that. What we talked about in September, um, I drew the Queen of Swords, which is a card about harsh decisions, um, choosing between right and wrong, and sort of uh, creating a union of things that don't normally agree in order to make a decision or create movement. Andrews said that astrology indicated that September would be a great month for publishing, creativity, writing, or travel. I will say that uh, I did get some travel done in September, more than I've had uh, all year, and it was fun. I did uh, climb to the summit of Mount Scott in Crater Lake National Park, But after that, it was a pretty big struggle of, um, you know, bad smoke and wildfires, and it ended up cutting our vacation short. So that was a weird uh, travel. But uh, as far as creativity and publishing, I feel like I've been very creative this month so far, and I'm publishing this podcast and starting up season two. So that's kind of cool. We also, uh, Andrew also described uh, all of the planets um, in Capricorn right now as the Capricorn dog pile happening in the seventh house, which is going to be rough uh, coming up. We should, so this is where we're getting back into the future. And I think that um, our forecast seems to be making more sense now that we're getting closer to election season. So these are things that I think all of us should be watching out for right now. First, October I drew temperance, which is the card that is sort of the root of all virtue. It's about walking the line between extremes, finding balance. I really want to relate this to uh, the election coming up now, especially since we know that there's going to be mail in ballots. What we usually refer to as like the September surprise, when scandals break in the news and uh, uh, candidates try to discredit each other based on like personal scandals and Political scandals and stuff like that. Uh, that's probably going to start happening in October instead of September. And Temperance is a really good card there. We need to remember that a lot of political news and a lot of news that's going to be happening over the next few months is going to be targeted directly at our emotional response. It's going to be about. It's going to be about getting us away from that temperate middle line, because in this election, as in as in a lot of the United States elections that have been happening. Um, they're trying to, the, you know, each political party wants to craft the other political party as the other. And we're trying to be taught to hate somebody enough that we vote against them instead of, uh, And it, it feels like this so often that that it's just sort of like, we must stop the other person instead of saying something like, we have a great vision ourselves. It's always just don't let the other person succeed. Uh, framing, framing an other is such a classic and ugly ugly tactic please watch out for it and i think that's what that temperance card is is about for the month of october andrew had, had some interesting stuff for this one he said that he saw a strong position for a female candidate but not in a very strong sign i think he kind of uh, predicted uh, kamala harris's um, vice presidential run which i think is pretty cool so good job andrew um, he also said that the Capricorn gang, um, still that clump of planets in Capricorn, is going to be square with Mars in October, creating a lot of tension between the malefics. So this is going to be a bad month for magic and for publishing. And that tension can be uh, is, is probably going to be rough on everybody. So probably all of the shit that we're living under right now is not going to be lessening in October. Okay. November election month. I got the two of coins, which is about uncertainty and imbalance and chaos. That is difficult, uh, especially with the election sounding like it could be contested or it could be weird on the astrological side. Andrew described it as a uh, Leo is being the sign of November. Um, there's going to be a grand fire trine. It's the, the, and it's, it's, there's going to be a grand fire trine that sort of rules over the month uh between mars the south node and the ascendant uh it's a favorable favorable combination for bad stuff november might just be a really really difficult month going into december things don't necessarily get any better my card for december is the hermit which is about self-reflection learning seeking wisdom and prudence it ties very closely in with temperance um which was the card for, what was that, September or October? October, I think. Um, so that's uh, that's going to be really important, is, is uh, continuing with the sort of focus on your personal virtue. Prudence is is wisdom, so look for wisdom. Don't just fall into traps. Andrew suggested that there, that there was going to be a lot of fake news about what happened in November, which is a really interesting thing to be predicting, given what we know now about... Um, you know, the president's threats about not accepting the results of the election or his attempts to cast doubt on, um, you know, the reliability of mail-in voting. It also sounds like uh, Venus is uh, is going to have its time in Scorpio then. We're, we've we got Mars um, still in Aries, which is probably going to produce a lot of saber rattling. And we're going to be ending the year with a new challenge Jupiter and Saturn are going to be conjunct on December 21st in the first degree of Aquarius, and it's going to probably usher in a new era of difficulty. It's really hard to predict what that's going to be, but I would urge you to, um, I don't know, uh, save extra money. Be cautious. Uh, know that uh, you should know that nothing is really ending. Stuff is going to always keep evolving and moving on. I think the best thing we can all do is, right now, as Andrew suggested in that episode, keep celebrating Venus on Friday mornings. Keep doing your planetary prayers to Venus. It's you know this should be her time. So get get uh, get love in the air and um, remember to. Uh, Pay attention if somebody is trying to forge an other and making you hate them. You don't need to hate people. We really should be going for universal compassion, universal love. It's one of the goals of like every mystical and magical system. So don't fall for that. When you start falling for that, you're falling away from your path. Let's talk about what to expect the rest of this season. So, first of all, a fun fact. Because of the way I produce the uh, Arnomancy podcast, I don't record the entire season in advance. Usually I record in batches, so I'll do like um, three or four episodes and then sort of have them trickle out over uh, four to six weeks. So episodes tend to be recorded a little bit in advance, but not a ton. So I don't have the entire season planned, but I do have some stuff that I'm really, really excited to be working on that's kind of already planned out. So first, uh, there's going to be a deep dive into a few subjects. First of all, classical hermeticism. This is a subject that's super, super close to me. I study it all the time. It's one of my primary working paths. Um, So I'm going to... I've already got at least one episode scheduled with somebody who's well-versed in this topic, But I might also do things like try to pull in some practitioners that I work with to discuss things about um, hermetic magic and classical hermeticism. I'm talking about like, you know, the Greco-Egyptian stuff. So very, uh, so late antiquity, Koine Greek stuff with the Greek um, religion mixing with Greek philosophy and Egyptian religion and creating that sort of like really rich tapestry of the Greco-Egyptian p- magical papyri and that sort of stuff. So there's a lot to get into there. I will make sure that I find the weirdest people to talk to about it. I'm also going to continue with our exploration of the Hypnerotomachia Poliphili. Uh, I've already done two episodes on this particular book. Uh, you can find them in season one. Um, I'm hoping to get more time talking with Ted Hand, about this. But also I'm going to try reaching out to some other scholars and historians who have looked at this book to see if we can get some more insights on what kind of impact this had on the development of Renaissance um, art and philosophy uh, and the development maybe on other currents in Renaissance work such as the art of memory or planetary magic. Finally, and this is going to be a new experiment that you guys, the audience, is going to help me with, we are going to... Try some podcast experiments with dream incubation. Um, I would encourage you, if you don't know what dream incubation is, to look up uh, the episodes on dream incubation on the Magician and the Fool podcast, and to just sort of do a little bit of reading about it. And if you've got Steven Skinner's book uh, Techniques of Greco-Egyptian Magic, he's got some stuff in there about dream incubation. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna try this out. We'll, we'll I'll I'll tell you about it. As we get closer, I'll probably make a blog post and um, have a few episodes where we try a few different forms of it. Uh, okay, finally, there's going to be guests. Of course, I love the episodes where I talk to guests way more than I do these solo episodes. I get nervous doing solo shows. I don't know who the heck I'm talking to. I feel like I feel like there's maybe nobody there. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure somebody's there, right? Somebody. But we're gonna have some new and returning guests. Uh, uh, one of my new guests, this is this was going to be my first episode before this whole smoke thing happened, and I just felt like doing this solo, uh, is uh, Nicole Burren, who's a Portland um, person, a Portland mystic. I'm going to have uh, Alex Bullen back on again, of course. We're going to have a very fascinating conversation with everybody's favorite Sam Block, a.k.a. Polyphonies. Uh, and then finally, I'm going to be talking with... Um, my favorite Bruno scholar, Scott Gosnell, about his newest upcoming, I think it's the last in his series of, uh, of translations of Bruno's work. So this has been a really, really long, really, really impressive project. And I really can't wait to hear sort of the sum of his experiences and what he's, um, what he's learned through all of this. That's going to be a really fascinating one. I really thank all of you for coming back to listen to the podcast after my um, interseason break. Is that what we call it? My summer vacation. This has been a weird year so far, but I have managed to get some stuff done. And so if you guys haven't seen this yet, I finished my Planetary Magic series. Uh, And this was a series of classes that started with an introduction to Planetary Magic uh, and went through... All sorts of different techniques pulled from mostly Renaissance magic, but also newer stuff that either I'd created or other modern magicians had created and sort of put it all together. So it started with an introduction that covers sort of like planetary hours, uh, planetary days uh, and that sort of stuff. And then uh, it just builds in complexity all the way to part five, which is all about uh, astrological talismans and how to create them. Um, if you're interested in checking these out, they are available in the Arnamancy shop at arnamancy.com. And, uh, I would encourage you if you have questions about it, please feel free to reach out to me and ask, uh, you know, where to find me. I am available on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, all Arnamancy. And, you know, you know where to find the podcast and all that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure at this point, I'm just rambling because all of this stuff is in the outro. But I do want to uh, I do want to talk about a few other things. And this is sort of, you know, i'm I'm a one-man shop over here, and it's been hard to stay on task and on track with everything. Um, and one of the things that I was really planning on doing and I was really excited about doing was recording a whole new intro and outro music stuff. I was, learning some stuff on the piano. I'd talk to some friends about doing the voiceovers and I talked to friends about doing musical stuff to add to it. But time got away from me. I ended up having too much real life work over the summer and I just ran out of time and my organizational skills, which are normally pretty okay. They completely failed me and I didn't get that done. So hopefully uh, that is still on my plate. I need to get a little bit better at the piano before I'm going to be ready for that. But hopefully at some point during the season, there will be brand new intro and outro music. And I hope that you guys pay attention and enjoy it when it happens because it's going to be cool. All right. That's about it. Uh, Join me next time when we have our first guest of the season. Um, Stay safe out there, everybody. And hopefully, by the time you hear this, my home city of Portland has not burned to the ground. Maybe the sky will clear up. Maybe. Maybe. Send rain. Help. Thank you for listening to the Arnomancy Podcast. You can find me online at arnomancy.com, where you can schedule a tarot reading or peruse the Arnomancy blog. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. If you like this podcast, support it for just $1 a month through Patreon at patreon.com slash